Hello, tech friends, and thank you for tuning in to Emerging Technologies in Business, where we take a deep dive into different technologies that are impacting businesses today and in the very near future. I'm your host, Brock Reiney, and this podcast is brought to you by Kincannon XR. Let's talk tech. And for today's episode, I wanted to talk about the origins and evolution of haptic feedback. Haptic feedback is also known as kinesthetic communication or 3D touch and refers to any tech that can create or recreate the experience of touch via motions, forces, and vibration to the end user. So this type of technology is really used to enhance user experience, and most notably, you've probably seen it in video game controllers, joysticks, and sometimes steering wheels. The word haptic actually comes from the Greek word haptikos, which means tactile or pertaining to the sense of touch. So it's important to understand how we as people receive the effects of haptic feedback by defining what part of our sensory abilities are affected by it. Haptic perception quite literally means the ability to grasp something. So perception in this case is achieved through the exploration of services and objects by moving a subject as opposed to a passive contact by a static subject. Proprioception, which is also called kinesthesia, is the sense of self-movement and body movement and is sometimes referred to as the sixth sense. And finally, the cutaneous receptor is the one that's affected by haptic feedback as it's the sensory receptor that's found inside of the human skin. And these three sensory systems are what most researchers relate to touch. The earliest haptic technology began on large aircraft that would use servo mechanism systems to operate control surfaces. And while a lighter aircraft that might not have a servo system, as the aircraft would approach a stall, the aerodynamic buffeting and vibration was felt in the pilot's controls. And this ended up being a useful warning of dangerous flight conditions. Most of the electronics that offer haptic feedback tend to rely on vibrations, and many use some sort of type of eccentric rotating mass actuator, which consists of an unbalanced weight attached to a motor shaft, and as the shaft rotates, the spinning of the irregular mass makes the actuator and the device attached to it begin to shake. But in newer devices, say like a a MacBook Pro or iPhones, they feature something that's called Taptic Engine, which brings their vibrations with a linear resonant actuator, which moves a mass in a reciprocal manner by a magnetic voice coil, kind of how an AC electrical signal is translated into motion when speaking into a loudspeaker. The benefit of linear resonant actuators is their quicker response times, which gives the ability to transmit more accurate haptic imagery. And haptic feedback has been really a part of society for quite a while now, from the touchscreens on our phones, tablets, computers, video games, smartwatches, and vehicles. Haptics are really kind of gaining widespread acceptance, and new iterations are being introduced into the market pretty much on a consistent basis as virtual reality continues to seek ways to add additional ways to improve sense of touch and immersion by leveraging haptic feedback. There are actually several companies that are making full body or or torso haptic uh, vests or haptic suits, uh, and they're used for immersive virtual reality to allow the users to feel the heat from a fire or feel the impacts from virtual bullets. 
the evolution of haptic technology began with the use of electromagnetic fields, second generation being a touch-specific response for a localized haptic effect. The third generation is still touch-specific, but it responds, but it has a customizable haptic effect. And then finally, we've got the fourth generation, which is where we are now, and we're looking for pressure-sensitive based responses. And with the future of evolution being coined as ultra-haptic, which really will provide a touch sensitivity without the need of a physical device. So what it's going to do is it's going to eliminate the need for the physical device to be able to sense virtual objects by manipulating ultrasound waves so they can be felt by the end user. And while we're not there quite yet, there are many, many companies constantly evolving in the realm of haptics. And the advancements and consistent evolution of haptics is exploding as of late, really. It's just gotten crazy. A full VR haptic suit, which is awesome, by the way. Uh, it's referred to as the Iron Man V1. It's being developed and, and it uses electrical impulses to stimulate muscles, which affects approximate res or resistance and touch by the end use. So while in the early stages, it's already be been demonstrated. So we know that it works. So it's been demonstrated to the market and is expected to find applications primarily in the training or teleoperation sectors to control and manipulate objects from a safe distance. There are quite a few companies that are working on haptic feedback gloves as well uh, that offer tactile feedback to the virtual objects, giving the user the ability to touch, hold, grasp all the virtual objects that are there. And by detecting the movements of muscle and tendons, it produces the sensation of touch and feel while being developed for the automotive and heavy machinery industries. Haptic feedback gloves are also being used for the manufacturing industry for workforce training and product design applications as well. And in some instances, they're being utilized to bring a realistic touch when it comes to vehicle design. Meanwhile, there are also mid-air haptic technologies, which could be the successor to the handheld haptic technologies that we're dealing with now, which would allow the end users to touch virtual objects and feel without the need for physical devices being connected to computers. Like I mentioned earlier, this type of haptic utilizes ultrasound waves, which are condensed into individual hotspots or invisible hotspots, but they can still be felt by the end user. So this tech is still in the R&D phase right now, but more and more companies are trying to make it more viable and realistic. There's been an issue with this technology, though. So far, the issue with the ultrasound haptic is that it emits a continuous buzzing sound, which is hindering further prog like progression in the technology right now, but it's really only a matter of time. But long story short, Experts are optimistic that we're going to have a large industrial sector adoption rate by 2025, but that timeline is swiftly being pushed forward with the modern developments, with current focus being on enhancing features and functionalities of wearable haptic technology, it continues to make adoption more and more feasible for industrial uses. With research institutions and incubators and investment firms continuing to pour time and resources into haptics, it's only a small breakway or breakthrough away from really changing the way that we do many of the things that we do regularly today. Is there a form or utilization of haptic feedback that you're looking forward to? Let me know down in the comments below. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed our episode on haptic feedback. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Emerging Technologies in Business. And of course, I want to thank Kincannon XR for sponsoring our podcast. 
I've been your host, Brock Reine, and we'll talk some more emerging tech next time.